Mike, turn your games down. Hi, I'm doing episode 220 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard. Who's going to scream before you cook you with me tonight? Hi, my name is Cody. And if your victim is still podcasting, you weren't using a Jacobs. <laughs> I am Nate, and I don't have a clever Borderlands joke here. <laughs> I don't know if mine was clever because I never want to hear that phrase again. Every time I'd hear those freaking bandits yelling that, I'd be like, you fucking assholes. I think it's in two, but the psychos yell, I'm going to ride you like a meat bicycle. And it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we are here to talk about Borderlands. The first one developed by Gearbox, published by 2K Games, and came out in 2009 for 360, PS3. Yeah, of course it came out PS3. I, I have it. And then computer, and now it's on everything essentially at this point. Yeah, yeah, it run. It, it's even on the Switch. Um, there's there's ultimate editions on uh, basically every gaming platform. They they've given it away as a free Epic uh, Store games. Uh, so I mean, I I had it in my in my library, and I didn't even know I had it. So <laughs> that's that's how ubiquitous the game is. I have multiple copies of this on. I have it on Epic. I have it on Steam. I even have multiple like. I had the Game of the Year edition. I had a regular edition. I had no Game game of the Year edition, and I had the Game of the Year enhanced edition. I have no idea what the differences are, but <laughs> so there's know. lots I, of so, ways to play this game. Yeah, so I, I don't know how you guys played it, uh, but I played it on Steam, the enhanced edition, I guess. Be, but uh, it was on, on my widescreen monitor, and it looked great. Um, the, the graphics hold up really well. I played it on I, Steam uh, also. I played, I started on Switch, and then I went to PS4 played through it there they had to look nice though on a big screen tv yeah it's not a they definitely touched up some textures with the re-release i'm assuming the enhanced edition is probably the re-release then right yeah yeah the the um ultimate edition yeah i don't wonder how i got it i just like i just had it i'm like all right i'll play this version i think that it was just like if you owned borderlands on steam i think they just upgraded you okay oh i don't know yeah that was that was years ago <laughs> i did try to play it on the switch and it is locked at 30 frames per second and it is awful so i <laughs> i mean it looks like it looks good on the switch because the graphics are very simple not simple but you know that cell shaded uh easy to kind of reproduce um, yeah but, but just 30 frames per second was very rough <laughs> lots of brown yeah yeah lots of color what's th- color we don't need color this is the early 2000s yeah, it was definitely in that Gears of War, uh, everything or Shades of Grey period mm-hmm. of the 360, and it, it really shows. Well, this was like when they revealed this game, it was supposed to be like a realistic kind of Mad Max-esque uh, vibe to it with, you know, the desert and just all the brown. And then I don't know when they decided to go to cell shading, but they should have definitely added some color to it. I the first time I saw this was there's a game informer that had it as a as a cover, which is where the like you're talking about, Nate, where it had the different look to it. And I was excited for that when I remember, okay, I'm I'm excited to play this. And I remember reading that cover story. And then when it finally came out, one, I didn't have a 360 and I didn't like what we I wasn't fond of it at the time. What we got, I wanted the original game I read about in 2007. I didn't. Which is normally like, I don't know, just I wasn't what I, I just wasn't like, I wasn't excited for this. I also, this is my first time playing it. I had never gotten around to it. Those games were like, well, I don't play co-ops. I didn't feel the need, like I just never got into it until now. 
And actually, this was because somebody had recommended it to me. Someone on someone on the podcast had recommended the podcast that she cover. I think Borderlands Two, I think, is what they wanted me to do. But I have to do them in order, so I did one. I don't remember That's, who it was. That was probably me, like forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> it stuck in my head. I don't remember who the guy was, but like I had seen this game before because, like, I want to say it was probably t- it must have been two thousand nine. I had a friend of mine. A Watt who had a he had a, a pirated Xbox essentially at that at that point where they could you know play pirated games on there. They had a modded Xbox and he had they rented this game because Blockbuster existed back then and he had they were all playing this. I remember watching it like oh that's cool because I didn't have a 360 or anything yet and then I never never thought much about it and then Microsoft yeah, I, passed the thing that blocked your Xboxes that were modded <laughs> and corrupted them. I had I got that Game Informer cover, read it, was like oh that looks fine, and then just forgot about the game. And then uh, I was browsing Walmart one day and just saw it on the shelf. And I was like, hey, it's that game that was on Game Informer. So I, it was like 30 bucks. And I think it came with the first DLC. So I just bought it and then played through it. And I was like, yeah, it was a fun time and never went back. Oh, like, not until that, like I, I, I replayed it when it came out again in 2019 before Borderlands 3. Okay. When it came to like PS4 and Xbox One and stuff. Cool. Yeah, what's your so- history with Oh, so so this game hit me at the perfect time because I I had just joined the Navy. I was living in Guam at the time. And so I was young, dumb and had disposable income. And uh, basically, I was pre-ordering games left and right. And uh, (laughs) and uh, and and so like Borderlands was one of those games that uh, me and a bunch of my friends played just all the time. And uh, I actually completed every single achievement for this game. I played the hell out of it. And actually, so a funny story about this. If you all remember, the original Xbox 360 had the uh, red ring of death problem. (laughs) Yes. And so where I lived in Guam, it was very hot and it was like humid, like 100% all the time. And so I was very scared that my Xbox was going to die because as uh, Mike was discussing in our in our chat leading up to this podcast some of the dlc is basically just a horde mode and so when i was trying to get that last dlc finished that was uh around the time that swine flu was happening and so the hospital that i was working at there was a swine flu epidemic on the island and so we were all working like 12 hour shifts for weeks and so i remember uh coming home after working like 14 hours uh sitting down in the final like parts of the horde mode and playing it for like 25, 30, 45 minutes and then like falling asleep. I even bought a one of those external fans for the Xbox so that I could just leave it on because it was on for about a month and a half while I finished the the, the last DLC because there are just like no checkpoints. You just have to plow through it. And so, yeah, it was I, I have just very vivid memories with this game. <laughs> That's one of the things that broke me with that DLC because you're talking about the the Coliseum the, one. Is that the yeah uh, the Mad Moxies? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's literally just a horde like a mode where it's like, oh, do you think you could get through ten rounds of of this type of enemy? And you're like, yeah, I guess, and and you just got to get through it. I couldn't. I tried it and then I died and then it put me up above and like where you can't move, you can't leave, but you can shoot. And I'm like, this is for multiplayer. And then it just kicked me out completely, and I'm like, this is. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, that happened to me, too. And, and I was like, yeah, don't need to play this. <laughs> well, it felt it felt very much like had I been playing this in 2009, 2010 with a bunch of friends, then this would have been fun. 
but playing it single player in 2023 was not fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this, uh, it, I was going to say I put 36 hours into this game. Yeah. That's a lot for me. I mean, some of that is idle time <laughs> when I had to walk away, but most of that um, is gameplay. Well, to Nate's credit, if Nate was the one who suggested a Borderlands episode to you, I think Borderlands is a good game, but like uh, Borderlands 2 is kind of the the perfection of what Borderlands was or was trying to be. Yeah. Uh, so I think Borderlands 2, if like if somebody is wanting to get into the franchise, like Borderlands 2 is kind of like the cream of the crop when it comes to, I guess, being being what this tried to be. Okay. I mean, this Absolutely. is one of the early looter shooters, essentially, that whole Schluter. style. I want to say, right? Like, isn't this one of the first ones that did this style? I think it yeah. was. I think it was. Because, like, when it when it was being, like, marketed and talked about, like, in Game Informer, you know, they were like, hey, it's a first-person shooter, but, like, with Diablo-style loot. So, like, you know, you'll you'll play through the game and you'll get, like, Diablo loot, and then you can play through the game again on a harder difficulty and get better, you know, loot. And uh, it really shows in this one that they wanted it to be like a Diablo style loot because it's like minimal percentages increased uh, versus uh, like in the sequels where it's just like batshit insane things happening when you <laughs> level up like, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I had heard people talk about. And when I played this game, I'm like the guns weren't that different than I mean, a lot of them I would I kept the same guns for very long periods of time. I mean, Sometimes they would have other stuff like, oh, this one's shock or this one's like better towards. But I wouldn't I didn't really switch a lot. I just kept with what I have because I'm like, well, I just looked at attack power mainly. Yeah. And there so wasn't a big I, chain. So actually, I do have in defense of the gun system. I did. I played as Roland and I I actually. So number one, they, they have they had a, a gun generator that basically generated. And I think the they. They said in the in the trailers, uh, it was something like 82 bazillion guns or something like that. But they they had like a they they did make a special gun generator, so the guns could be like truly randomized. So like if we're talking about like 82 bazillion, what a crock! That's a big crock. <laughs> and it, I sorry, I had to throw that one. I had to throw oh, that fine. one in there. But so it's it's I really had fun where it was like I I would get a an AR and then I would uh, kill a dude and it's like a run up and just check it against what I'm currently and like, Oh, is, is my inventory full? Okay, cool. I'll just chuck this one to the ground because this new one is like better. And then five minutes later, I'm going to find a new better one. And it definitely really hooked me back in. See, I had a very hard time in the early game. Like I was dying a lot. I felt, so we should, I should, before we go far, I should say what character we all played as. I played as Mordecai. Uh, Nate, who did you play as? Uh, I played as Brick. Which I know you regretted. I regretted. <laughs> One of my life's greatest regrets. And Cody, I know you played as Roland. Yeah, as Roland, the soldier. One of my issues is that I like it when like, Diablo 2 does this. When a game has multiple characters, tell you, like, this is easy. This is very easy. This is normal. This is harder. Like, they give you you know, some kind of idea of what you're getting yourself into. This game didn't, and I didn't like that because I feel like Siren, I think, from what I heard, is supposed to be like the hard version of this game if you're playing solo, I think, right? I I do. Or, I think, I don't know. I, I don't remember ever doing a playthrough with her, but I do remember my first playthrough this time and last time being Roland, and I, I think it was, I, I do agree that the beginning is very slow, and it's not very clear, like, kind of what yeah. you're supposed to be doing. 
Um, and maybe that's just getting getting the uh, claptrap alerts through my through my headphones uh, for so long that it, it just kind of all ran together. But a lot of the missions do kind of feel like, oh, go here, kill this person, and then pick up what was inside their brain and bring it back to the, to the board, right? <laughs> yeah, and they're kind of hard at first. Like, I felt like this game didn't do a... The intro stuff wasn't really easy. Like, I wanted easy, just kill people, you know, get the hang of the game. And I... Maybe it's because the character I was playing is with Mordecai. I felt very weakish. Like, I could get my ass murdered if I, if I got in their guns too... Like, I couldn't take a whole lot of hits. And that might have just been Mordecai himself as more of a glass cannon type character. Because he is a sniper, which I didn't use. So... I think that played a big part of it. And I used pistol for a good chunk of the beginning game. I just had a pistol and that's pistols aren't very great because, you know, it's a pistol. Yeah, this is also this is also the only Borderlands game where you have like, I don't know what they're called, but the more you use a gun, the more uh, proficient you become in yes. it. So that's all like, the other games don't do that. No, thank God. Oh, yeah. Like, so I want to say in the 360 release, and feel free to correct me because I'm probably wrong, but I want to say like when I played as Roland, they restricted you out of the other guns. Like you weren't allowed to use like, you know, his specialties like assault rifles and something else. And like you just weren't allowed to use a sniper rifle. Like it just told you no. But okay, I could be I, wrong. I, I could be wrong about that. I wasn't I was able to use whatever weapon I wanted to. There were just certain mods I couldn't use. Yeah, I want to say that they've changed that with the re-release. Okay. They like, yeah, they uh, loosen the structure, but they still kept the proficiency in. There was That's something good. weird about the weapon proficiency when I first played through that I was just like back in, you know, whenever this came out, that I was just I like, oh, that's, that's annoying, you know? <laughs> so The original, because I would have been, I, I would have hated this game even more than I already did if I had to play Mordecai with just sniper rifle with and just snipers, right? Oh, I would have been, I well, might have had did, to restart. <laughs> they did, one thing that was a part of the game as it was being released was there were level caps. So so what a lot of people did was because of the multiplayer aspect and because of the like the legendary loot was randomized, people would have different builds. So like I had a Roland build and a brick build and a, you know, a Mordecai build. And so kind of just depending on like what uh, what boss everybody wanted to go to, because the other cool thing about this is the it's so jump in, jump out that like somebody could just jump in for just one boss fight and then leave. Um, oh, that's cool. And so like one of the class mods that I that I was using this playthrough gave a team XP bonus of 21%. So, you know, like you really do get huge benefits of playing as a group. Yeah, and that's something that I I could tell I was missing out on cuz I played this completely solo and I could really tell that I was missing out a big part of what this game had to offer. And I don't want to play with other people. I want to just play solo. <laughs> but that kind of bothered me. And another issue I had with this game, which, again, was a me issue, was that this doesn't work on Steam Deck. For some reason, this one does not run on Steam Deck. Two and three run, but one does not. Oh, I don't know wild. why. Yeah, I just, it's something Steam to do with Steam Deck the... wants you to play the better ones. <laughs> like, don't play <laughs> it has something to do with, with Gearbox or something to do with the launcher. It isn't like the, you know, it's not like you can't run Borderlands 1. It has something to do with the launcher where it just it can't run it right now. They're trying they're working on fixing it maybe, supposedly. So but that that pissed me off from a me problem because I really wanted to play it on Steam Deck. Like I want you know, I, I remember being like, oh, I'm gonna go lay in bed, I'm tired, I'm I'm off today, I'm gonna play Borderlands in bed. And then I couldn't. I had to go get my laptop out. And that kind of irritated me. But again, mouse and keyboard is the best way to play a shooter. So 
might I interest you in the Switch version then? Locked at 30 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mini. I have a Switch Lite in in the drawer next to me. It, but I I honestly gave up on like. I mean, I I quit playing on it just because like it feels. I don't know. The Switch Joy-Cons are not made for that kind of game. I feel like. Yeah, it, it it's not like the. I don't know. It just it feels like you don't turn fast enough. That just yeah. the sensitivity is off, and with the frames per second being so low, like even on a, a Xbox One or a, a PS3, PS4, like you would be able to get at least sixty frames a second. And I don't know. It just it feels like it was really hampered by that thirty frames per second. Yeah. But I mean, like my my wife and I are playing two on the Switch, and that feels like loads better huh. than the first one. So I I don't know because like, the first one's just a crappy game. It, it very well could be the case. <laughs> I think it's just a crappily like I think it's just the way it was. I'm assuming like stuff like that. If if there's that much of a difference where two is, then it's not the system itself. It's something to do with the architecture of the game. Yeah, well, I mean, Mike and I were talking about it earlier. It's like this was very early 360, kind of like around Bioshock, Crackdown. So like, you know, Xbox Live was kind of still really getting its footing uh, outside of Halo. And so that, you know, it might be just a very old architecture that they just don't really feel like fixing. And it looks like we have a, one that just joined our, our party. This has popped into our online game. Casey, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, and what is your name? And I just said Casey. And welcome, first time joining the show, and joining us to talk about Borderlands. And I wanted to ask you because I think did you play a Siren? Yeah, I did. We did it. We covered all four characters. Yeah. Hey. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Can we? The only thing you missed so far, if we talk a little bit about the characters that we played as, and I and I could have swore I remember you had playing the other character. So maybe you'll know if I'm right on this. I remember. Somewhere in the back of my head, I had this idea, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong or if I made this up, that is Siren like the harder version of this game? I actually kind of thought like the Siren's like ability isn't very good starting off because all you really do is like turn invisible and can kind of run around a bit. But around like level 20, you start getting I went down the elemental skill tree and every single thing I beat would like explode into other elements and you could just melt entire groups of enemies within seconds cool. so it started to feel pretty easy after a little bit i had a hawk <laughs> oh yeah i, I love i loved that hawk that was who yeah. i played as my first time through the game and i loved having the hawk i, I had like a I stone didn't. that made it like light on fire when i sent it out and that that was really cool i thought he i didn't upgrade him enough i went down the the i went down the tree where i would gain more health when i killed people and i went completely down that tree and then I forget what the bottom part was. And then I started doing the the left tree to get it where you bypass shield. But then I, I didn't finish. I didn't mess with the hawk at all, at all, really. I didn't upgrade him, which is probably partly why he wasn't very good. Because I did not like that. Yeah. With Bloodwing, you can, like, upgrade him to where when he hits enemies, just, like, stacks of cash will fly out of them. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that either. I, I saw those upgrades, but I just didn't. I thought the bird was going to be useless more and I wanted to go more for the gunning type way because that's how I play these type of games. And it just I I don't think I built my character right. Oh, and you were talking about earlier, Cody, this game used to have level caps and you said, right? Yeah. So they uh, basically when the game came out, uh, just the base game, I, I think it was like level 50 or something like that. And then with each DLC, they would they released a level cap increase. OK, I didn't even get to 50. 
and I did almost all the DLC. But okay, that's cool. Well, for like I said, uh, uh, it was kind of a there was a kind of a community around it, and so there were a lot of people that were jumping in into and out of uh, games and stuff. And so you'd go like, oh, I need a we need a brick for this this run because of how this uh, this boss specifically acts. Oh, we need a we need a lot of Rollins because uh, um, <laughs> because we're facing that giant v- vagina faced pterodactyl spawner and and <laughs> like having a bunch of the uh, the guns there to kind of lay down fire on the racks is really is really helpful. So it's I, I don't when when you play like a lot of it. It, it does help to have those level cap increases. And yeah, I, I think it was a lot of fun to kind of get those level caps as they were coming out. I remember when this game came out, I remember I bought all the DLC on my on, on 360. Like, I'm going to get to this one day when it was on sale. I did not ever. But that was always my assumption. Like, yeah, I'll play with 360 someday. And it wasn't until the PC where it's all just included now. Thank God. I think also the first Borderlands, if I remember right, I didn't do this this playthrough, but I think... They always have like a true vault hunter mode, like a new game plus, basically. And I think like Borderlands one even changes some of the enemy types you encounter. Like I think the badass enemies turn into like bad mother or something like that. So like yeah, I'm I pretty sure. Right. Yeah. So like I think the level caps meant like you can run the game a couple times or something. And plus enemy scale at a certain point, like especially the DLC. The DLC yeah. scales to you, which I did not. I liked and I didn't like because I wanted just to run. By the time that I got to the DLC, I just wanted. I was already thirty. I think I was thirty some hours into this game, and I just wanted to run through it. Also, the enemies enemies uh, scale to the number of people in your party as well. I'm okay with that because when you have more people, I mean, you don't want things to be that squishy, you know. Sure. Plus, you want to feel like you're having, you know, you want you don't want to be one person just hogging everything. So you it makes more sense. But when you're playing by yourself, like I mean, the amount of enemies you fight in this game, I could I could really feel like I wish I had more people because like this game is not, you know, scaled for just I felt like it for single player, at least who I was, Mordecai. Did any of you guys die on like boss fights? Yes, all the time. Okay. That's not normal. Did well I mean Well, I mean like I literally would die die and then come back and fight the boss and you'd be at the same health. And I thought that was just part of the game. Okay. Okay. That's what I was gonna ask is if the boss's health ever regenerated for you guys, because there was a few like Oh, Sledge, I think that one was one where I died a bunch of times, but I was like, Same. oh, thank God I don't have to like, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. where I felt the challenge was like with Sledge originally when I got there. And I'm like, this is not based for one person. He was just too fucking like it was just too fucking hard. I didn't. And that's when I started. Like, I was like, I'm like, I left after that and went and leveled up and did a bunch of quests and then came back. I did every quest I could at that point and then came back. I agree. I agree with Mike that uh, that you do. It does feel like in the very early parts of the game, you have to grind very hard. It, it becomes a little bit easier as you're getting to the end. I actually didn't get to finish the game. I got to where I was about to rescue Tannis. You're close like, then. I think. Yeah, I was I was pretty close, but it it definitely feels like very early on. It's like, no, I, I have to go do side quests or else I just will not get past that. But as as Nate was saying, like you can kind of cheese later bosses where like their their health stays down or like the number of other bandits around them is is cut down because you went and killed most of them the first time. Like, you can definitely knock down the amount of enemies. Like there's some guy I think there's some guy you fight on a turret. Is that Chrome? Chrome? Yeah. And you he's can like in a he's like in like a canyon and he's sitting at the top of the canyon. Yep. You have to you like, can, kind of fight your way up. 
cheese. You can cheat. I've cheesed. I didn't cheese Sledge, but I cheesed majority of the bosses in this game because you could. And some, they don't heal, but their armor heals. Like, their shield will heal back up. And he was one where he had so many enemies, I wouldn't kill his enemies. And eventually, when I was sneaking up to get to him, I there's I found a spot where if I stood on on the on the ledge, like, going up to him, I could stand there and shoot him, but all his bullets would hit the wall in front of me. So he couldn't touch me, but I could. Just, I stood there and just shot him for fu- for a few minutes until he died. <laughs> so I and I felt good. I'm like, you know, this is a game where I didn't feel bad cheesing at all. I'm like, good, fuck you, game, because they just the bosses just do so much damage to you in this game. It was it was hard. Like it was. I didn't like it. I died yeah, a I, lot in this game. Yeah, I died a couple times to each boss. I feel like they changed their healing in later games. Like I swear that. I was surprised when they didn't get their health back because I thought they did in the other ones, but maybe I am. No, you're no, you're right. In Borderlands two and on, they regen their health, which honestly makes sense because that's what I figured the game would do, because that to me makes sense as a game. Yeah, I appreciated they didn't, but I was expecting them to. Bosses also feel way more balanced in the other ones, though. So like it's it's. It's a better trade-off, in my opinion, that, you know, they regain their health, but they're more viable to, like, kill solo. Because they weren't... They didn't feel viable in this. Like, a lot of the times it felt like, oh, okay, I should at least have another person playing with me just to, you know, take some of the aggro away from the boss. You didn't play the most broken boss, though, in this game. I don't... Because you didn't play the DLC. The gen- When you fight, I think it's General Knox. Is that a Cromerax? Giant... What's up? No, never mind. Oh. <laughs> General Knox, the guy in the big red mech, that fight literally took me like 20, 30 minutes of just pummeling away at him. And then he heal and he and then as the fight goes on, four medics spawn and heal him. So I got him down to three quarters of health before he went back up to full at one point. And I was like, this is bullshit. That sounds like a fun boss. Oh, very fun. Yeah. And he would spawn other mechs with him, too. I it, it literally, I'm pretty sure it was literally over half an hour of just shooting him constantly. That's very fair. Just I mean, I was getting at least he didn't heal when I died because I'm like, this is and like, this is fucking ridiculous. I was. Yeah. So now that you've done that, you could probably fight Asylum Demon with fist only in Dark Souls (laughs) one. Probably not the same time investment. Yeah. But then if you get hit, you he regains his health when you die. (laughs) (laughs) See, this guy didn't. And then you fight and then you fight that general again in the other DLC. So that was also stupid as fuck. Oh, I I mean, this game, like, I know there's a story, but is there a story like nobody's playing this for the story? Like, the whole idea is that you're you're going to try to go get this vault. I'm like, I could I could care less what the hell is going on. I was just like, let me do missions and shoot things. That's all I care about. I wasn't I didn't feel invested in anything. The fact that it's just like a like an eldritch. Just, it's like, oh, cool. It's an octopus. Yeah, they also uh, weird. they also do that fun thing at the end where uh, you beat that boss and then uh, the ghost lady comes before you and is like hey the vault doesn't actually open for like forever away so like you know thanks for killing that boss though (laughs) and i was like oh okay so i don't even get to like loot the cool thing (laughs) well you never go in the vault do you in this game right no okay that's see that's how much it was a waste of your time kind (laughs) of basically it was a waste of my time yes and like in in the original version, after you kill the destroyer, like all of the loot just flies out of them like every other boss. But they fix that in the the re-release with like having the chests spawn with uh, the loot you would have gotten. Okay. So at least that's nice. 
Yeah, you don't have to go sifting. Does otherwise loot would go away or something? I think it was because you're on like a cliff edge. Oh. So there were chances that like, you know, it would just shoot a like a really good gun or like shield off of the edge and then you just couldn't get it. Okay. While I was playing this game, I kept thinking of Rage made by it that came out sometime in 360 also and how much I want to be playing that game instead. So I had that a lot during this game, during this playthrough. I believe they have the same dust texture. (laughs) Probably did. I mean, this game is so ugly. Everything is brown. I I couldn't see half the damn time. Like I had, I turned the brightness up and I could see better, but it's like, I literally like, I'd have to have enemies shoot at me so I can figure out all the gut, the bullets are coming from there. There's something over there. Just shoot. You'll find it. I didn't Um, like that. So in the later games, there's a lot more like humor, a lot more meme humor. Uh, did any of like the jokes in this one stand out to y'all? Not in a good way. No, I like the only joke I can really think of from this game is when you first meet TK Baja and he goes, oh, hey, it's good to see you. And then, you know, he's like, get it because I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only thing I like was a Viva Revolution in the DLC that I thought was hilarious, but that was it. That's only because it was such a Castro reference. But yeah, I not much of the humor in this game stands out. A lot of it is like in the flavor text when you accept quests and stuff, I think, because there's a lot less like cutscenes and chatting with other characters and stuff. So I feel like yeah, most I of agree. the direct jokes is like just, hey, here's Claptrap being annoying for a minute before he opens the door. You need to get to the next area. Uh-huh. And no, I feel like they like everything in Borderlands 1, I think, is done better in Borderlands 2. And that includes humor for me. I know like a lot of people don't like the writing and stuff of this series, but I just think they do a better job of like having the characters actually have like personality and stuff as you talk to them outside of just like little one liners as you like pick up a quest. Yeah, I, I really like the writing and too, like the jokes in there as well. I am. I mean, I'm curious about two. I will still I mean, I will still play two someday, but I, I need a while before I'm you- willing to go back to the series. You absolutely should. It's like a oh, when you play two, Mike, you're gonna be like, damn, why did I even start with Borderlands one? Well, oh, I, I had to, that's me. I ha- <laughs> I like to start with, especially in the, with it all being in like the same console and the same era. You know, three like these are the 360 era. I wanted to play the first one first, just because to me that felt like the right thing to do. And that's a me thing. So it was an incredible game. It, that's what I heard, and I and I'm still curious to to experience it because like. I mean, yes, I, I had a lot of issues with the game. I did have fun. It just the game went on for too long and I never felt overly powerful. I just felt like I was good at either getting through gimmicks or, you know, beating bosses through, you know, through cheap methods or just nutrition, you know, attrition of just keep doing the same thing. Because like, as long as I kill an enemy, they won't spawn again. So if I kill three of you, you killed me. I'm just going to come back and kill the other the rest of them. So like that was part of it, too. Like just this this endless fight and it got it, it kind of got to me. I did put 36 hours into this game. I did do, you know, tons of side quests. Like there was something that kept me going. But I think it was just that that small dopamine that I got every time when I finished something. I mean, you know, that was it. That task. Have you played Diablo three, Mike? Not really. 20 oh, okay. minutes. Played okay. Diablo two, though, a bunch. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. it. I, 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 I. Oh, well, if you like if you like you say you didn't like Diablo three, I just didn't give it a chance. I wasn't oh. in it when I started. I wasn't in the mood for it. I think I was going to. I was going to make the analogy because, like, I don't really like Diablo 2, but I love Diablo 3. So it's just going to be the analogy that Borderlands Diablo 2 is, is Diablo a 2. For me. And then Borderlands 2 is Diablo 3, where it's just like the mechanics, the systems, like everything in that game just flows well together. So 
I mean, this game has driving in it too, and the driving never really felt necessary. I mean, no, I mean necessary to get around, but it's like I could have done without it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's definitely a holdover from you know when they were like, we're gonna make mm-hmm. a Mad Max inspired kind of post-apocalyptic game, which this I want to say but this is not the that, only though. no, not not like what they released, but I think this is the only no, Borderlands game where enemies hang on the side of the cars. Like they would in Mad Max. Like I don't think that's in any of the other ones. I think they just yeah, probably do that in this game sometimes. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple I, times where they'd like be hanging off the side, and you could like I hit a few of them while because there's a few missions where you have to like blow up four patrol cars or whatever, and like uh-huh. I would see them falling off the side like as you start hitting them with bullets. And I don't think they do that at all in the other ones. I think Nate's right. Yeah, I don't remember that. That's cool. I mean, that makes sense though. They went away from the whole. Mad Max idea that they were going for. In the, you, I mean, again, you can feel it that there's some of that in this game, but that's cool. They go away from it more. I'm, I'm all right with that. I mean, this item, the, the storage in this game also like you, it takes forever to get a big inventory to hold a lot of weapons. I felt that took too long. I, I agree it, when you when you like go on a mission, like you, you, you really have to juggle like how many uh, healing potions do I have or how many med kits do I have? Like, just because, like, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll pick up stuff that I could sell because I need to save up so much fucking money to to get the upgrades. I didn't was, buy a lot of upgrades. I mostly just found stuff because I, I just hoarded my money and then gave it away when I would die. <laughs> I never really bought, like, the healing potions until very late game. I did early game, but they really they didn't work well for me early game. Like, I would heal, but I just try to heal and they would just kill me anyway. So didn't really yeah. Help. Because my shield didn't recharge super fast either. Because more I, Mordecai is not as good as Roland from what you guys were talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, I had problems. I think Roland is easy mode. Yeah, and I wish I would have played that. Because again, any anyone listen to the show know I like games that are really easy in general. I like to just blow through a game. I don't want to play something really challenging. So, and that was part of my problem with this is that it felt at times very challenging, and I wasn't in the mood for that. I usually never am, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not me. I'm just not that type of gamer. I pick the easiest difficulty. I just want to run through a game and have fun. And part of my fun is killing things easily. I mean, there are moments when things are easy, but like to me, like one thing I want to talk about is the turrets. This was a game where like my my cart, you know, the thing I drove had a rocket launcher, but it felt like mine was operating at a tenth of the power what the enemies have. And yeah, especially turrets in this game, I have not played a game in my life that had more annoying, frustrating enemy turrets than I ever have in this game. I, I mean, they were like the bane of my existence. I was going to ask you guys, uh, did anyone ever use the just straight up machine gun like car or did you ever use like because I only I did. I, yeah, I, I used I the used, machine gun one. I used the machine gun as well. It's better, actually, from what I what the guide was telling me. But I would switch and I got to a point where I just stopped even trying to shoot anybody with the car because it was useless. But yeah, it also took me a while to realize you could buy upgrades for your ammo. You could hold more ammo. It took a while before I learned that. Yeah, those are the upgrades mostly that I was that I would spend. Oh, okay. I did buy. I bought all of them, even for the guns I didn't use, because that was just me. I'm like, I should just. I just. I ran out of ammo a few times early in this game. I'd run out of ammo for the couple guns I carried. It was not fun when you run out of ammo. So. Oh, and by the way, who is the random Cortana wannabe hologram that's telling you things what to do throughout this game here and there? Is that addressed I ever? Don't, yes. I don't think she has a name in this one, though. Okay, yeah. so something. I was confused about that because there's a. Is it the same character that's in two? It's it's the same character, yeah. Okay, I thought it might have been, but like, yeah, they really don't tell you her whole deal in this game. No, no she's she's, just, she's important in two, but I guess in this one, she's 
literally just telling you where to go. Yeah. She doesn't even do that much with you because after a little bit, you're working with Tannis, who's this I thought was going to be dead for sure because one of the side quests is you find her journals. And it's like, yeah, she's going to be dead by the way you're reading these journals, but she's just fine giving you orders at one point. Like, I'm like, it was just weird. Oh, no. She is, or do you want it to be like not spoiled? What? Who who the angel is? I'll wait until I get around to two. Well, actually, yeah. you know, I don't she, give a shit. Yeah. Go for it. Is uh, it so something she, I should wait for? Spoiler I, th- I think you should. I think you should wait for it. Like, okay. like Casey said, she's she's very important to two. Okay. She is important. Yeah, they they don't really say anything. But is she? Is he? Is your character hallucinating her? No, I'm it's sure. it's part of it's part of like the overarching lore of the series. Okay. Yeah, and I can't I can't say much more without like going into like. Lore. Big important, like yeah, lore and like big important plot points of two and even three. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, I will. I will get to these again because I. There were things I really did like. I I will like two. Two is like in my top ten games of all time. Like that story is just honestly like blew my mind that there was that level of storytelling in a Borderlands game. Uh, <laughs> Me too. And I was like, holy shit, like, yeah, it's it's such a good one. And if you haven't had it spoiled for you, I highly recommend just going in and playing it blind. Okay, I have not actually this this series has been something that I I must have not read very much about because I don't know anything about it. Like, I didn't even know anything really about just knew from the the vagueness that I had with me was I knew that the the vault was a lie, essentially. Like, the cake is a lie. Like, I knew that you didn't actually go to the vault. I was pretty sure. Like, it was all just like, yep, you did it. <laughs> it's not open. But it was also a vague memory. It didn't mean anything to me. I mean, and even all the different landscapes you go to in this game, they're all just really open-world nothingness. More, you know, apocalypse-type stuff. Pandora yeah. is not a pretty planet. They do a lot more. Like, that was one of the big complaints I remember at the time, is that it is one of the brownest games of the brown era of games like everything <laughs> on 360 is just this brown muddy but this one is like really brown um they do a lot better with that also in two because yeah. two and three are almost like every region you go to is just a wildly different color palette lots of like colorful effects and stuff they really try and like correct the brownness of borderlands one yeah well, that's good I, I appreciate that i was gonna say 2k really took a page out of the gears of war iconography book Definitely. I mean, that was like that was like the big Gears of War was like one of the biggest things when I was growing up was just like everybody had a copy of Gears of War and a 360. Like it was huge in uh, the town I grew up in. So yeah, I always thought it was huge in general. Yeah, I was in like middle school and early high school when Gears was coming out. And like I always thought like Gears was like the trendsetter at the time. Everyone wanted to be that yeah. like cover systems when they did horde mode. Now every game has to have a horde mode like. Co-op. everything co-op campaign co-op yep yeah. everything they did was like every it seemed like most other series were like yeah no we're also gonna like here's a wave-based enemy mode uh that we came up with totally <laughs> right um, there's oh my gosh there's one i just had like a core memory unlock there's a game that had it was called horde mode but it was very uh, misogynistic, and it was spelled W H O R. Saints Row Three. Saints Row Three. Yes. Okay. Thank yep. you. I've I love Saints Row Three. I've never clicked on that mode. Yeah. Same. Played that series other than like the first one for like twenty minutes once. I don't I've always stayed away from it. Three is really good. That's I what I heard. Two. I heard three and four are really good. 
I have a soft spot for like all of them, really. Like I'm one of the weirdos that even liked the reboot, which is apparently like a cardinal sin. But I want to get that one day because I loved like all the trailers to it. I was like, yeah, this looks great. But then just hearing about all the performance issues, I was like, oh, that's not a. I don't want to spend my money on that yet. Yeah, I got it on like the like one of the first sales I went on. It's good. Um, yeah. I think it's good. I don't know. Going with expectations, I guess it's definitely a throwback to like the older style of open world game. It's much simpler than like I don't know a cyberpunk or something. It's more just like hey, do these diversions <laughs> and hang out. It's fun. Okay. I mean, mostly of this game, you're just like I know there's like a you have a couple big bosses that you fight. The second big boss is essentially where you're supposed to be in a car. I forgot his name other than I hated him, but uh, it's Mad Mel. And I yeah, on, on this playthrough, I realized it was a Mad Max reference. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. yeah that's that's what made me remember his name this time so i was like oh my god of course he, a, i i cheesed him too because i i tried to fight him the way you're supposed to fight him i went in the room i did the thing with the car i'm driving around and he just kept murdering me because his rocket launcher was better than my rocket launcher so and then i finally just said fuck it and i was running up to him and i got i went on like a little ramp that goes up after you go in there and i was able to stand on that ramp and just shoot him with a sniper rifle and to beat him that way. Yeah, the first time I tried to fight Matt Mel, I um I was still pretty overpowered because I did the zombie DLC really early on. And so I was okay. kind of like overpowered. And so as soon as I got in, I was like, I, I hate the Halo style vehicle controls in any game, including Halo. I just don't like that style, like push up on the stick and steer with the right stick. I've never liked that. And so I just hopped out immediately because I was like, I'm not going to chase you around this ring in a car. And just started shooting at it with a machine gun. And that worked pretty okay. I still died once because I got ran over by someone. But I did not want to deal with the um, car controls for an entire boss fight. No, they're they're hard. They were, I mean, they, they can be a little annoying. I think it's just, I'm just also not used to racing games in general. And uh, Nate, you just uh, posted a picture in the chat. Do you want to mention how uh, oh. all our stuff is not being recorded, what we say? I mean, what's being recorded in this conversation for a podcast. But apparently everything we say is being recorded, you know, not being recorded, right? I just had a targeted ad for Gears of War on my Facebook when I opened it up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Remember, your phone's not listening to everything you say. Nope. Mm-mm. Hey, that's hey, man, that's fine. Oh, you want to experience the trend-setting series of the 360 <laughs> generation. And it wasn't yeah. even, it was, what, it was the Gears 5 and Gears Tactic? Yeah. Uh, it was the Xbox One ones, I think. I keep forgetting about Gears Tactic, but it's on my Steam menu, and I keep looking at, like, man, I want to buy this, but I don't want to pay 10 bucks for it because I'll never play it, but I want it. Not not to turn this into Gears of War talk all the time, okay. but like when Gears is it five? Is that the most recent one? Gears five? Yes. Okay. When that one was coming out, they had a Gears pop on the phone, and like That's I right. I played the shit out of that. Like I don't know what it was, but I was like, I remember that. This is that great. was one of the weirdest like E three trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. Because they like that, announced, like, here's a block of Gears of War. We're going to show you the new game, <laughs> Tactics, and then we got a surprise, and it was Gears Pops, and that was bizarre. Right. It wasn't like a puzzle game? It was like a, I guess, it, I mean, I'd never played it, but I guess it was like a Clash of Clans kind of deal, where, like, you would send, oh. like, you'd put your units, and they'd, like, go up diff- the three lanes, and you would try to, like, destroy their stuff at the end. That's cool. I en- I enjoyed it. I-, I spent a lot of time on that. And then just delete it off my phone one day. That's what that's mobile games. I mean, I'm I'm suckered into Marvel Snap at this point. So yeah, Marvel Snap is good. And they're taking a lot of my money, so I'm just in. 
connect this back to Borderlands. Was there ever a Borderlands like <laughs> smartphone app or anything? Because like I feel like when these were coming out was when you started seeing a lot more like just random mobile. App. And I can't. I don't think there was, but I feel like I did something on my phone for a while. Maybe it was just that shift code stuff they got into. I think there was like an interactive map you could download, and it would show you like gun, like a uh, loot chests. Okay. Because I have some vague memory in high school of like having Borderlands looking menus on my like iPhone yeah. 3 or whatever it would have been at the time. And that would definitely fit the phase of the time. I mean, like, you know, you want to have something to go along with your AAA game. And if you can't play it when you're not home, here's something to look at to make you think about it. Like mm-hmm. the Dead Space mobile games. That is now. I actually want to play those, but I don't Good. know how to get them. Good luck. Yeah, I don't even think I realized there was a Dead all... Space mobile I think there was like two of them, and I think the second one was like better received, but it was still just like, you know, not that great. I don't know. But good luck finding them. They've been delisted, and I don't even know if you can emulate them. Oh, you can. There's a game on the iOS store called Dead Effect Space Zombie. So I feel like (laughs) (laughs) that's about as close as you're going to get on iOS. No, you you can't buy it or play it legally, but it's, it's in the... It's in the throes of the internet out there. Yeah, because it was a single player game. I remember it being I remember I knew a guy that actually had it on like his iPad or something. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, let's go play the one on the console. But it it actually is part of the canon story of Dead Space. Is it really? Yes. You play a different character, obviously. But yes, it is. I've looked into it. (laughs) This is also the era in games where like, I feel like everything wanted to chase like tie in media. Like it worked for Mass Effect. So like remember dead space had like an anime or like a movie or something books yeah Uh, there's probably borderlands comics out there i think i think there is i think there's a comic that sets up the events of two i could be i could be very wrong but i i thought i remembered that like oh you know buy the game and also read the dark horse comic you know Mm -hmm. prequel story there's so much like random comic tie-ins and stuff to games at this point has 28 novels what does borderlands halo oh oh (laughs) like what but those are good some of those are really good (laughs) some of of them are very good uh you have to really uh find a wiki and look up in order to read them in but some of them are very good back when i back when i read them there were only three the eric and island (laughs) first three books back when the game i think maybe halo 2 it came out if that that was it those are good first strike Um, was one of them yeah they were good all of reach really good oh do you guys again bring it back to borderlands thank you there was the uh the pvp that was shoehorned in um so if you were in a multiplayer uh pod you could start a duel with a player yeah it was awful i hated it if somebody just jumped into your party and they were like a rando then yeah they would just like start doing you and then oh i thought that was um I thought they could like initiate the duel by meleeing you, but then if you wanted to accept, you would have to like melee them back. I don't remember that, but I, I do. Remember. Maybe, maybe uh, that's definitely like in the case in the sequels. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked, but it was always so bad. And I don't think it ever got better either. That's one no. thing that was always just like, you can do this if you want, but it sucks. I yeah. feel like I've never had a duel in a border because I, I used to try it when the game was new. I feel like a duel has never been more than like one person has like a, you know, orange sniper rifle and they just blow you away as soon as the duel starts yeah. and like it's yeah. pointless. No, I, I like I said, I just brought it up just to say that it was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it's it. definitely one of those things that's in the game. I don't know um, why they keep doing it, though. 
there is an achievement as well as playing online with like a uh, gearbox developer or someone who played with a gearbox developer and then they have like the trophy or achievement unlocked you would get it that way oh that's one of the games that did that yeah that's cool I, I think one of the uh, only games I remember that did that was like Grand Theft Auto 4, but I always like when they oh, have those. Yeah. Yeah, there was like an achievement in GTA 4 for like if you played online and killed a Rockstar developer, or I think it might also do the whoever else has done it, you would get like the death of a Rockstar achievement or something like that. I always thought it's, stuff like that was neat. I mean, it's it was a rad, neat, it's like, a rad trophy, but you know, then it's not like. Not if you're an achievement hunter. Yeah. They, I can see. Yeah. 2023, they, that's maybe a sucky achievement to go for. They took it out of the re-release, so you don't have to worry about that. Because I, like, I was the even, kind of guy that I loved achievements, so I would have had a hard time because I would have wanted that. I and initially uh, played this on 360, and then like I went to PS3 know. later on after 2 came out. Like I rebought Borderlands 1 and easily hopped into a co-op game and got that trophy. Like okay, and that was in was that was in 2012. Then. So like yeah. Uh, plus like if you're achievement hunting, someone already has that. So if you just like post in a forum, I'm sure someone would be like, yeah, we can set up you know a game and that's how I can come in. I did that yeah. with Prey, 2006 Prey. I remember what? doing that. I found a guy in Xbox 360 achievements.org and we got a game going and we just sat there and killed each other to get stupid achievements. I uh, never done that again. <laughs> I have the platinum for one and two of Borderlands, and in Borderlands two, you have to find like Jimmy Jenkins, which is like a loot bot, but he has very rare chance of spawning. But unlike trophy guides, there was uh, there were like a group of pe- a group of three people who would like you'd give them their username and they'd invite you to like this zone where he always spawned, and you would just get it that way. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. It's okay. useful. <laughs> no, I get it. It's just strange that like. Why they Did put anyone... achievements like that in games? I mean, I know there's. I got like Steam achievements, but I could I could give a shit what I got. Like, okay, cool, I got a Steam achievements. All right, cool. Did anyone go for the trophy or achievement in Borderlands One for the? Uh, you have to jump on an enemy to death. It's like the Mario <laughs> yeah. son of a plumber or something <laughs> like that achievement. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's dumb. I love that it's in there. That's you do like good, three points of damage trophy. with a jump, and so yeah. like for so long I was trying to like whittle an enemy down, and then like. Okay, they're almost not dead, and then they like light on fire or something, and I lose the chance. But it's a fun one that I like is in there. That that I'm okay with. I'm alright with achievements that are just like stupid things like that to just add to your game to give you something to go for. It's the achievements of like you know multiplayer stuff that can get locked out. I mean, especially something you're talking about Definitely. where like you have to have a shirt has an achievement has that you know has an achievement that you know killed a developer like stuff like that. Where I'm like, that's a little too extreme. Hey, uh, I found a Borderlands mobile game called Borderlands Legends that came out in 2012. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And this game had four DLC. We mentioned the one Mad Moxie was just an arena. There's Dr. Ned zombie thing, which is OK. You fight tons and tons of zombies. The final boss of that is really funny where you kill him and you think the game ends and like the credits scroll by way so fast, like way fast. <laughs> And then it's like, just kidding, he's back as a zombie, idiot. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy I like the, the Ned zombie. I feel like that's a bit of them starting to lean more into the humor they do later. Well, the deal, um, for sure. The DLC even feels like it's kind of a different game almost because, like, you have cutscenes all of a sudden that start up with it. Like, it's much different. Yeah, I definitely think it seems like the type of DLC where it's like, hey, we got the tools in place. We're going to start doing more of like, 
what we want to with this engine, maybe. Because they definitely start doing more like that in 2. I remember when the DLC for the Zombie Island came out. I was... 2009, I think I was in, like, 8th grade. And I didn't have, like, my own money. And at the time, I could never convince, like, my parents. Like, no, if I spend $10 online, there's more game. And so I really, really wanted to play it because I was so into zombies in 2009 because of course <laughs> I was. Um, Everybody was. It was the, that was the yeah, time. That was the beginnings, I think, at least of when zombies were everywhere because I think Walking Dead was new at the time and stuff. And I always thought it looked so cool. So it was fun Dead. to finally go through it. It didn't really live up to 14 years of expectation, <laughs> but, you know, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dead had the zombie DLC as well, like mm-hmm. Undead yeah, Nightmare. Undead Nightmare is yeah, great. I never, never finished it. That. It's really uh, busted on Xbox backwards compatibility. I wanted so. to play through it. I wanted to play through it, and every like once you like travel to any area, like it seems okay at first, and I think it's like a loading issue. All the zombies just start spawning like without bodies, like it's just like clothes running around, and <laughs> they never permanently die, like. You can lock on to where their head should be, but you can't see anything, and you'll fire, and then they just fall over and get right back up. So you're just getting chased by, like, close. Clo- yeah, it's it- incredibly busted. <laughs> wow. That is a true undead nightmare. Yeah, so it's They're just really... looking up to the name. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah, because that definitely had to be in the phase. Because you have Dark Ned Zombie, you have the Arena, Mad Moxie, you have Generals... Knox Armory or something like that. That's the one that is kind of like a continuation of the game, but I do not like it. It's too long. The enemies are too fucking annoying because this is later on in the game. New Haven, I think, is when you go or Old Haven. They introduce these armored enemies, which are kind of like the military, which reminded me of Fallout a lot. Fucking hate them. They were the worst enemies for me in this game. I just hated yeah, fighting. Was definitely them. a difficulty spike. I've noticed when I got to those. Yeah. They were just, they were very hard to kill and they took a lot of hits. And I was like, that's, I think, when the game started to kind of annoy me to a degree because I was trying to do some of these, some of the quests and I was, I was still keeping up with my pattern doing every quest. And that's when it started to kind of break was during those enemies. And then in the, in the DLC, I didn't care, but it just goes too long. And that, that fight with General Knox was like I was, I talked about earlier where it took me freaking 30 minutes. Like it's just too much. It's not good. And again, really balanced for more than one person, which I was not. So, and then there's the claptrap DLC. Viva la revolution! Yeah, <laughs> that was fun, stupid, and annoying, but it had its fun moments. You, they re, they reuse all the boss fights. You refight all the bosses that now have claptrap brains on them or something. So they're oh, reanimated really? dead bodies. I haven't gotten to it yet, but as far as I understand, is the DLC just like in two, three, everything onwards? There's only really one claptrap unit. And is I always thought the DLC for Borderlands One explains why there's no more. Like I think you just wipe out all the other clap traps or something. You because they they rebel and you pretty much kill them all. And the last thing you fight is a giant mech like okay. clap track. It's really really hard boss fight too. And I was so happy to be done and turn off the game. It wasn't it wasn't good. And to speak to one of the bosses that Cody had mentioned earlier, the 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 Rakim hive that I did not realize until I'm watching the cutscene right now. The guy fighting it that does look like a vagina head. He was right. Yeah, it's it's like an AT it's like an ATAT from Star Wars, but like with a vagina on its face. It's that weird. was that was honestly probably what they wrote on the concept board for it. <laughs> the, I it's just you know what Pitchford's fan fan fiction. Oh my god, it was on his flash drive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
I can't believe Game Informer would fuck him like that, you know? God, this is, <laughs> this is during that, like, Cliffy B, like, super edgy part of the games industry as well. So, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. So much, yeah, like, 2009 to 2011 was, like, some of the worst games marketing stuff. That was the Dead Space, like, your mom's going to hate this or whatever. <laughs> There's so <laughs> much of that. funny, but yeah, yeah so stupid. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, there was it even. Dante's Inferno that had, like, the fake protests and oh, stuff. Oh, yes. There's so <laughs> yep. much edgy game marketing at the time. Like, I forget what game. There's one game that had fake blood, and then they got, like, sued by the city because they didn't. it didn't clean up very good, and they didn't clean oh, it up. God. They just left it there. <laughs> I think it's a PS2 game or some, like, gladiator game they did that with fake blood. But marketing people do dumb things sometimes. There was even, I mean, even some of the writing on the flavor text, like, just as... I don't know. I don't remember it being egregious, but like when you think Tannis is dead, like some of the missions are like, you got to go find that bitch Tannis. And I'm just like, that's just a little extra, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but weren't there a lot of issues too? Like, I think the guy that did the voice of Claptrap in this game and the next game. Yeah. Got it on by the third game or something, essentially. Like he, they, they did, he didn't get any royalties for it. He didn't get paid for it. There and then they just took him out like that, I think. Like, he separated from the company, I think, and ended up, like, not getting paid out, I think, what he was supposed to. Something like that. I kind of forget the story. But, yeah, Gearbox doesn't seem like a great company, from what I've heard. No. Hey, I'm a fan of their chief creative officer, though. I think it's chief. Is it chief creative yeah. officer or chief something? Is that Reiner? Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, definitely. I, mean, yeah, I, I was surprised that. when and Reiner went like, over there. It's, I get it's, this. Gearbox seems cool. It's just Randy doesn't seem like a good business yeah. guy. He seems kind of scummy. I don't think he's involved as much any, after the whole thing with like the porn on the flash drive or whatever is on the flash drive. He's definitely been a lot quieter since. Yeah. yeah. There was also when Borderlands 3 was revealed, he was like, now it's time for some magic tricks. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> Nobody is here for your dumb magic. Like, <laughs> show us the game. <laughs> Eventually, someone's going to think it's really cool. He'll keep doing tricks right. at every game and someone <laughs> will love it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he's not front and center anymore. But again, when you're in a corporation like that, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're if you own it or have something like that. You have other people that are like, yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> you, you need to disappear for a while. Like you're caught, you're giving us you're making us lose money. Get away. So. <laughs> I used HR to think back when like, shut up. Up, Back in like Randy. 2010, I used to think Randy Pitchford was like so cool because he was on that episode of Replay um, when they played um, Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, yeah. And he had like all the fun facts of like, oh, yeah, like this guy recorded this voice line and this is how we built these rooms and stuff. I like I don't know. He seemed very open about like how games were made. And that was like before you really saw a lot of stuff like that. And I remember watching a launch party thing for Borderlands 2, and they asked, like, hey, now that the game's out, what are you going to do? And he said, like, yeah, we've got computers set up at home. I'm going to be playing it with the wife and kids. Like, I used to think he was a super cool guy, and then everything that's happened since then has <laughs> gone Me. against that image. Power. And just, yeah, it corrupts yeah. people. Yeah, we got a certified Jota on our hand. I mean, even though like I I didn't have the best time with this game, it, it felt really good to, like that I finally played it because this is one Borderlands is one of those fiction things where I I have like before this I had no experience with and I've always kind of regretted it. So I it was nice sure. to finally have that like I can get references now. I mean, stuff will make sense to a degree. I mean, I still want to play more. I mean, I do want to experience more of it because I feel like this is a series that people should experience. 
maybe not the first game, but I would <laughs> say honestly, I I always look forward. Like whenever they announce a new Borderlands game, I look forward to it. Like I was I was very hyped for three Wonderlands. I haven't played much of, but like I really enjoy the writing and the humor in that. Like I I kind of hope that they do a Wonderlands too because kind of D and D style of that game is very like that's that's very fun to play in. Oh, definitely, Cody. You brought up a good point that I want to bring up in the chat beforehand. You had you had made a mention about Mad Moxie. What were they were trying to go for? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, so the uh, the Mad Moxie achievements were just, like, really hard, and, the, it, like, there were no save points, like, as you were going through the the uh, achievements, and I, w- I was a really big achievement hunter at the time, and I got really into it, so I, I was playing it continuously off and on, and I, so I would just leave my Xbox on, but with the original Xboxes, they kind of Red Ring of Death really easily. And so I bought an external fan. Like, you remember how, like, like at GameStop, they'd have them, like, hanging on the side yes. for, you to, you, like, 30 bucks. And really, they probably did nothing. They did nothing. Um, but I was, I was so paranoid because the hospital I was working at, there was a swine flu outbreak. And so we were all working, like, 12, 14-hour days for, like, uh, about, a, about, like, half a month or so. And so I would play it for, like, 20, 30 minutes at a time. And uh, so I, I slowly made it through, but I got every single Xbox achievement for this game, including all the DLC uh, back in the day. The other thing that you had mentioned that I wanted to bring up, too, was you like they were trying to make Mad Moxie their like mascot for the Borderlands series. But oh, didn't click. yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I, I called it. Oh, Poochie. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I kind of said that, like, you know, without the DLC, they didn't really dive into Moxie that much until the DLC. Um, and then she's a much bigger part of the story in two. And so it really felt like they were trying to push Claptrap and Mad Moxie and Scooter. And they're like, one of these has got a stick. Mm-hmm. And and so they just kind of throw them all out there. And Claptrap was too annoying. And <laughs> but but Mad Moxie was that just like right at that we were talking about. It was kind of like very like misogynistic kind of portrayal of gamers at the time so yeah uh, she was she was kind of like that quote sexy uh uh sexually drawn uh character and and yeah she she's the one who stuck yeah i noticed that too like kind of i mean scooter was an idiot like i'm, I'm glad scooter didn't <laughs> with claptrap another thing i want to bring up when you mentioned claptrap like with that dlc i mean it was funny that there were tons of like because essentially castro and cuban ref- reference references what they were going for like viva around revolution and stuff like that i'm like it's all just i also know a bunch about the whole ordeal with what castro did and like everything with that in cuba but like it was just i mean it was funny to me but at the same time i'm like eh. it was just weird it was also weird that it was twice in one week i was i recorded a, i recorded a podcast talking about a tmt comic we mentioned castro and here i am playing a game talking about cat had you know essentially reference to castro i'm like this is weird two things in the same day <laughs> it was just strange. And you're working on the saboteur so lots of uh revolutionary yeah. well not communist yeah. but yeah you should, yeah you, you should know. play black ops one i am going to we're finishing up <laughs> once we finish up modern well, warfare meant- three i'm probably gonna go to black ops route and play those three i played black, first ops, black ops game was so good I was two. real into it back when it came out. Black I never Ops played. I never beat two or three. Awesome. It's on my I played list. Black Ops three last year. I did not care for it, but no. not really. I just isn't it future? Yeah, yeah. I but, played a little bit of it, and I was I I like when it came to PS Plus, and I was like, oh, I don't really care about this. It's on tomorrow, right? No, Borderlands just it felt like it went on a little too long at a point too. Like the level up system was nice, but it just felt a little too much. 
I got to a point where I was just like, I'm ready for the game to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, like, because, again, everything in Borderlands 1 is done better in the sequels. Like, the leveling and stuff, like, it's kind of stale in this game. Like, there's not a ton of, like, really cool skills, at least that I saw in The Siren. Like, there's some cool stuff here and there, but nothing like... The characters just get so much more dynamic later on. So, like, Mm -hmm. the game being the length it is, just kind of like, you know, there's not a lot of, like character to a lot of the quests you're doing unless you're reading the flavor text which i typically am not yeah i mean i kind of button through a lot of that stuff and like it's just kind of you're just kind of playing it like there's not a lot of character to the stuff there's not a lot of pop to the abilities you get in the game so it is just kind of it's a lot flatter than where they get eventually because stuff just really starts popping off more with the better character builds the better writing everything in the later games Again, it's made for multiple people. And that's mm-hmm. just what I felt so much in this game. Like, uh, one part that I have to mention, when you go to fight Krom, one of the bosses, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through the game because there's, like, four turrets blocking <laughs> the spot. And you can't, you can only drive so far and you got to get out of your car and run. And no matter what I did before I went to destroy the turrets, I just get murdered. Like, I could never make it. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. All I got to do is get through this, this door, this load point, and I'll be okay. And I could not get through it. Until I finally took out the turrets, and even then that was, like, super fucking hard. And I had, like, cheese tactics where I would shoot a couple of shots, take a bunch of damage, and hide, heal up, and then go back and do it again. Like, it was just ridiculous. And then they would recover a bunch of their shields, too. So it would be, again, minuscule damage I was doing. I'm like, this is just... Re-. And the turrets were just ridiculous in this game. So bad. And that part was terrible. The boss fight was fine, but that getting to him was miserable. Is there a way to take a car in there? Because there's, like... There's a catch-a-ride system right outside of that checkpoint. I don't think you can. But I could not figure out any way. Like, I would I would pop Brick's ability to just, like, constantly regen health, and I would, like, run around in, like, the sewer area, but I couldn't find anything. I so. for, You can bring a car in there, in that area, but you can't get to it. Because you can lower, you can raise the gates. Yeah, that's that what I was sewer. looking for. I didn't yeah, see Yeah, there's a button. It's not signified in any way, but there is a button. I oh found it and gosh. I raised the gates and I drove a car, but I still couldn't get the car there because there's a beachhead where you can't get the car past and you have to get out of the car and then die. Okay. But yeah, there are there is gates. Now, plus, like, the story doesn't matter in this game, I felt. Like, there's just nobody's so, playing this for the story. Yeah, that's so, like, I do like that they at least, they don't, like, there's, like, no story, but they also don't shove it in your face at all. There's, like, yeah. no cutscenes. You just kind of, it just kind of plays in the upper right corner and you just kind of, if you like it, it's there. If you don't want to see it, you just go right past it. I'll agree with that. I mean, I like having story in games, but I just didn't. Also, this game, you can I couldn't not play with sound, not because I wanted to hear stuff, but because I needed to hear enemies near me so I could kill them. Otherwise, I wouldn't know where they are if they're hitting me because I, I needed the sound of, of hearing them say their stupid shit. Like, oh, OK, there's somebody over this way. Or like sometimes you get chased by a psycho that's sitting there that's hitting you. And if you don't, you won't know, you won't realize it. Like, that's why your health is going down. And unless you hear the. I'm gonna cook you. And I'm like, oh, one of those bastards. But God, I got so sick and tired of some of the some of those things they would say. I wanted to mute them. It was just so annoying me. I did not like it. The intro song really slaps, though. Oh yeah, this is the game where I found out about Cage the Elephant. Yeah, this really it was oh, really yeah. a big uh, opening for me. It was a great song for, it, from a great band. I only yeah, one of my favorite like intro like videos for any game. I think like really just. It sets a good tone. It feels I forgot good. about I that. that Cause I, but I remember that song. I forget. Did Katie Elephant do a song for a Suicide Squad movie, I think? Or I think it's something else. I probably think it's something else. But I think you're thinking of 21 Pilots. For I Suicide am thinking of 21 Pilots. Pilots. You are right. 
but no, I remember that song. Like I forget, I forget how the song went now, but they're like, but I remember it. Like I had a friend that I think listened to it and I heard it. I worked at the mall of America a while ago, like 2016, but I was like, okay, that's cool. Completely forgot about the intro though. And then, I mean, the end, the, the enemy variation, I don't think there's a huge amount of like enemy variation in this game. Like near the end, you fight guys with shields. They're like, like both like aliens or something essentially, or not. Well, really say aliens, but the people that live on this planet that are protecting it for the vault, I guess. Yeah, it's mostly just like the psychos and bandits. Yeah, a couple like wildlife types, like you know, the skags and spider ants, and then yeah, you got like the what are they? The are they the crimson raiders? The soldier guys? No, I I, I don't remember what they're called. Uh, I just called lancers. They're from uh, one oh, of the corporations. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I can't remember which one. You work uh, for one of the corporations in the DLC in Claptrack. You work for one of them. Yeah, it's um, I, I can't think of the name of the uh, it's not Hyperion because Hyperion is the bad one in two and and pre sequel and all that. Two, um, is that ha- two is Handsome Jack, right? Two is yeah. Handsome Jack. Yeah. OK. Is it There's no like standout villain in this game? There's that whoever the hell Commander Steel is. But I was like. Every soft comes on the radio and goes, I'm going to have to kill you if you keep doing this. I'm like, well, that's nice. Okay, bye. Like, it didn't matter. Oh, yeah, it is. There's an enemy. Uh, Hyperion is the enemy in, in the Claptrap DLC. I'm on the uh, the, the Borderlands wiki. Yep. Okay. But I don't see anything else about uh, if there was another corporation involved. There's something that you're fighting in Old Haven, but I don't remember what the name of them are other than they're just, I didn't like them because they had armor and they were tough. That is really where the game started to really show pain for me. <laughs> yeah, I just I wish I could have played this game more than one player. And I wish I could have played this back in 2009, 2010. Like that was my issue. And again, that's that's my issue, not the game's issue. It's a definitely I think like going back with what I was saying, like everything in this game feeling a lot more flat than what they would do later on. I definitely think like spicing it up with more playable characters, more friends like better like you know because the enemies get stronger and stuff i just think like that helps this game more than any of the others like liven it up a little bit it definitely feels built for that yeah and it's too damn ugly too so it's pretty brown it was really hard to see stuff i had a lot of time where i couldn't see things and i don't i play in a basement i mean yes i play in a basement when i have a, I have a screen window behind me but i have curtains up i had lights off and i still had a hard time seeing stuff that was kind of annoying and I guess we talk a little, bit, a little bit about the Destroyer, which is like the final boss of the main game, essentially. That a monster that comes out and kills Commander Steel, who you think is going to be the final boss. Yeah. <laughs> which you do fight Commander Steel in the DLC twice for Claptrap, because she gets, I don't know, like Claptrap brings people back from the dead or something. It's really weird. I, I still really, like, despite the problems with this game, I still think I'm going to go back and play through the Claptrap DLC just because... I still haven't seen that all the way through. You should. It, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It's just the final boss fight is ridiculously stupid with kamikaze. Uh, yeah, uh, claptrap. But again, dying doesn't matter because the save point is right in the fucking room on purpose. So it's like, yeah, whatever. I just die and come back and just pit away and die and pit away and just keep doing that. I mean, I literally had to go buy more ammo multiple times <laughs> for a couple for the general Knox boss fight. I'd run I'd run on ammo otherwise like. There's things like that in this in this game where I'm like, this is just stupid. Yeah. The, originally, I thought about doing a different episode on the DLC, but then there just wasn't. There's not that much to the DLC. I felt like needed to be. Again, it's, it's cool though. That it is. Two is really really good. Okay, that's what I've heard. I've heard nothing but great things about two. So yeah, One I day. think if you when you do like do cover two, I think maybe 
it'd almost be worth considering a separate episode for the two, uh, the DLC because it gets a lot more substantial. There's yeah. a lot more personality to each individual pack. Like they're all completely unique feeling. Okay, I might. And one of my other the issues DLC is just a, an arena battle, like the Mad Mox DLC. When the only other issue the DLC I had with this one, like the General Knox one, is a big area, but every time you turn it off you spawn back in the very beginning and getting around was difficult because you had to like drive your car for long stretches of time on a highway. And yeah, some of the checkpoints in this game were pretty rough. Like you would spawn into an area and realize you're still really, really far from where you just were. They don't really like give you a lot of like different like areas don't have a lot of checkpoints, especially in some of the bigger zones where you drive. Like I noticed there's a bunch of times where you'd like have to drive to an entirely different like bandit camp or something and then there's no checkpoint near there so if you die you have to like drive really far again yeah i agree with that there was there were some areas where it was pretty the saves were pretty few and far between or the little respawn checkpoints and yeah they especially the dlc is where i really felt it because there were times where i'd be like i wanted to stop playing this but if i turn this off I have to go through this whole area again to get to back to where I was. Like there was one quest where I finished in the DLC. I think it was General Knox. I got the claptrap. I got the repair kit. But to where he was, I couldn't get to him. The only way to get to him was to go all the way back, drive up there to get to where he was at. And I was like, fuck that. It was just a green quest that just stayed uncompleted on my on my log because I couldn't. I didn't want to bother to go there. That bothered me a little bit. Any other things you guys want to say before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? No, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I don't right. yeah, I can't think of anything. Okay, I did get a few, so that was good. First, from the I watched the entire Orblood Super Replay from Star Myers, friend of the show. I remember playing this game for the first time so vividly. I was at my friend's place for a group sleepover and casually booted up his copy of my 360, then proceeded to not move from his couch in his attic for the next seven hours as they just binge the shit out of this game. I remember him helping me out of the couch, and there literally just being a sweat outline of where I sat. It was fucking amazing, the game, not the sweat. <laughs> and then ever since then, I have never been able to get into this or any other Borderlands game, even though I adore a lot of the writing. All right, and from Nabil Azori, I started with Borderlands 2, then finally played this a few years ago. I adore Borderlands 2, but admittedly, BL1 is a bit rougher due to being older and the first in the series. Still, it's a lot of fun, and Brick is so wonderful. Don't you agree, Nate? He must have had a different copy of the game. <laughs> <laughs> i remember you texted in the group before i started playing you're like do not play as brick yeah that was when i was in crom's canyon oh, nightmare uh, the turret nightmare and i was just like i don't know man <laughs> i honestly thought about re-rolling and playing as roland and just starting over from scratch but i made it through i wish i would have played as roland the, the stuff that like cody was talking about like man that that was the way to play this game yeah <laughs> but I'm glad that we all played as somebody else. I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Siren's best class. <laughs> I'm curious about Siren, though. They were fun. I, I think Roland might be probably better, but I liked um, I liked Lilith. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's a long time of fun. Mm-hmm. So. All right. And from Matthew Paul Irwin, followed this game since GI first reported on it and showed the old art style. It was going to use before it switched to the cartoony comic style graphics as a huge Diablo fan. I was hooked right away by the shoot and loot mechanics. I went on to enjoy the, the franchise all the way to the pre-sequel and Tales from the Borderlands. Unfortunately, Borderlands 3, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and New Tales have all been major disappointments, and I'm pretty worried about the future of the franchise. That's fair, though. I mean, it's I getting no... a movie. I don't think you really need to worry about the, well, I mean, like, the worried franchise about the, not doing well. It, I feel uh, like him enjoying it, I think. 
Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, I don't think worried about Pittsburgh getting more money. Yeah, I think Borderlands 3 still sold like crazy. It did, yeah. 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 I know it was kind of like rub people the wrong way, but I think that game was a massive success. So yeah. I don't think Borderlands is going anywhere, even if. No. Yeah. Just the the gameplay not... in 3 was really good. But, oh, it's uh, such a good shooter. It feels the, great. The writing uh, was lacking. Yeah, they. I think they like took the wrong, like the writing wasn't as good as 2, but they still wanted to have a ton of it. So yeah. I think it was Cody mentioned earlier that the story of Borderlands One stays out of your way a lot. I think it's kind of the opposite in three, where three, like yeah. you want to get they, stuff done, and they need to like do their whole routine of like lots of back and forth before you can even like click on a button or something. So you're just sitting there listening to people talk, <laughs> and it's not great. Yeah, they patched in cutscene skip, which thank God, because yeah. like oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. And let's see from Adam Walker. I played through the game in parts a half a dozen times, got to the end maybe twice. It was really a great foundation with such potential for world building and fun characters. Went back recently and while it's rougher in some spots, it's also nice to have a toned down and scaled down Borderlands experience compared to how overwhelming the later games could get. Okay. And from yeah, uh, for Joe, Joe Butler, sorry. friend of the show. A Borderlands 1 doesn't have a good starting for me. I feel like the game is really slow and there isn't a lot to it. I get why a lot of people play it, but I feel like there isn't enough meat in it. The gun stuff is pretty cool, though. Okay. I agree with that. I like this one from Carl James Klein. General Knox is still a a goated DLC. My roommate in college played this with me religiously for months. I mean, I didn't like it, but I'm glad that other people do. But I also was sick of the game at this point. (laughs) I also beat the DLCs mostly in one day for each one. Where I would just sit down and like that was the thing I did that night after work while my wife watched the Ru- RuPaul. I just played it because <laughs> we have Paramount Plus and RuPaul is on Paramount Plus, so or she's watching. There's a lot of <laughs> my journey through Borderlands One was a lot of me sitting on the couch playing it while my fiance played The Sims on her laptop next to me. So yeah, not bad though. That's better than <laughs> I mean, RuPaul is interesting. If I hate, I hate the laugh, the laugh just hurts me. Other than that, it's fine. <laughs> so I, I hate her laugh. I'm like, turn it off. Ah! <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just bothers me. All right. And then from the official laser time community from Nick Turner, I first saw this game in an email from GameStop after some light reading. I pre-ordered it. It was a pretty mediocre shooter, but the co-op seemed promising. So I talked it up to my friends. We ended up playing through the whole game together and most of the DLC. I've tried going back to, but there's so many quality of life improvements in the later games that make this one unplayable in comparison. That's why I'm glad that I played this before I played two and three, because I really feel had I played the other ones, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy this. Because of the just the changes, I I agree with that. Like it, it's uh it's more important than it is good. Like it was definitely the first Schluter, and and uh, a lot of games have Borderlands to thank for that. But I I, yeah, I remember be hard when Destiny to... got like announced, and there was so much hype for when Destiny One was coming out, and I saw like the first E3, and I was like, oh okay, it's Borderlands. Like Borderlands yeah. kind of like shaped a lot of like I don't know like what every game wants to be like this loot based you know randomized gear score stuff like yeah it was definitely like started a lot in borderlands and from maxwell power borderlands 2 and 3 rendered this game obsolete in my opinion i get that i just felt like i had to play the first one but i completely get that all right from kevin don i was just playing borderlands one an hour ago still have my mordecai character carried over my original 360 onto my xbox one and my Borderlands 2-0 carried over as well. I'm so glad I didn't lose them. I love Borderlands. All right. Oh, I need a question. Did anyone else here ever played a little mobile version from about 11 to 12 years ago <laughs> that we mentioned earlier? I guess. Oh, hey. 
Hey, I, 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 I try to stay away from mobile games, to be honest. Like, Marvel Snap is the first one in many, many years that I'm actually getting into and spending money on, unfortunately. But it just depends now for mobile games. Like, I don't know. I, I do kind of wish that there was more, I don't know, original stuff coming out. Like, oh, this is the Dead Space remake. Like, it now here is like uh, something you can play on your phone that is kind of like it. Or hell, even if like Resident Evil 4 came like out. Like, it's still issue uh, running suitcase packing game on my phone i would play that like hell yeah (laughs) i think on steam there is like i i'm not sure what it's called but i think some indie game just came out that basically is the resident evil 4 inventory system as a game oh really i think i saw something about this that just came out but i i'm not sure what it's called oh isn't that just like unpacking i haven't played (laughs) unpacking unpacking looks very cool and i I really want to play it and put it on the show but I have not yet. I look at it all the time. It's on Steam sales quite often. Looks very cool. I got a couple more from Andy Bush. I've only played the first one long after the release of two and pre-sequel, but before they enhanced the first one, I had a good time, but trust folks to say the later ones are better, but I do wonder how much the how much polish they added to one help. I mean, I played the game of the year, the enhanced version. I I thought I get help. I'm guessing, but I don't know what the, how bad the original is. (laughs) So, all right, from Jason Heiser, probably the game I played the first few hours for the most of my life. Beat it a couple times, but probably had like 15 to 10, 15, 10 to 15 times started playthroughs due to the co-op in this game being so damn fun. Like if friends visited, we start a new game. All right. And from Alex Omido, I've often heard this game referred to as the progenitor of Destiny. And by that token, modern day games as a service. If true, this game can eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. Like, I don't really like games as a service just because then the game can disappear. Like Anthem, for example, which I heard is a good game, but it didn't do well. So it's kind of like I think you can still play it, though. I think I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's still running. I th- I saw it on Game Pass the other day, so I think it's still like you yeah. can play it. It is. Okay. I think they're just not updating it anymore. That's yeah. fine. I have it. I bought it for two dollars at Walmart and Clarence for PC. Wow. <laughs> so I have it on EA. But yeah. That's I, I, I I'm not biggest games of service in general. I just because it's not the way I play games. I also don't usually get to games until years and years later. But that's that's again, that's me, not the games. <laughs> I'm just that kind of gamer. And let's see, I got a couple more. I'm going to read from this group from LC Williams. I have the entire Borderlands series waiting for me to can't wait. Enjoy. And from Darius career. How did you like the humor? Claptrap becomes progressively more annoying in future games. Humor is OK. Yeah, there's not a ton of it in this game. I think. Claptrap's more annoying in this one than he was for me in two. He's kind of a lovable idiot for me in two. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you said there's a lot less of them in the sequels then? Yeah, there's only the one like yellow Claptrap. There's no more like just random like color. Like there's like blue and red ones and stuff in this. There's only the one. He's just like a singular character moving forward. Okay, that's cool. All right. And then from the Giant Bomb group, I have a few. Uh, from Andy Bolsilver, I enjoyed it in the first sequel even more, but I gotta be honest, between the humor and the loot, I think his legacy has been somewhat poisonous. <laughs> from Casey Neal, I played the first three hours of this game like six times with different friends. From Andrew Rafoski, such a blast of a game, I remember it being one of the first good PC ports of the generation so much so that a buddy of mine who can't play first-person games because of motion sickness was able to fuck with the INI file and make it third-person so he could play it and good play it. Good time. That's cool. I wonder how that even, like, how you could mess with that to make it so you can play it like that. 
I've seen um, people do stuff like that in Borderlands 2, and I like the character designs in this series a lot. And I've always kind of wanted to mess with it to see if it was like fun that way, but I never really like got too much into modding INI files or anything. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't like I don't like fucking around with files either. So. I'm always afraid I'm gonna like just permanently break the game or something. Yeah, like I'll just mess something up, and I'll have no idea how to undo what I've done. I get that. And from Ken Alsop, I still have so much affinity for the first game. It's definitely a little simpler compared to what came since, but I don't necessarily think that's a negative. It's got a really satisfying loot system that felt very distinctive at the time. And it's funny without being quite as aggressively in your face about it the way later games were. Very interested to hear how you find it coming to it fresh after all these years. I still love returning to it, but that deeply rooted affinity for it. I shot things. (laughs) I mean, I had fun, but I'll, I'll be more on that in our last segment. Two more comments from Chris Lauren. It was a groundbreaking. It had a part in changing shooters forever, I think. And Jackson May, I like Borderlands, but love Borderlands 2. I think it does everything the first did, but 100 times better. All right. I am definitely interested in 2. I am I will try to. Probably won't be till next year, just because I don't think I'm ready for another Borderlands experience. And this year is kind of full for my schedule with games. But I am, like, I'm not turned off from the series or anything like that. You know, I didn't hate this game. And that brings us to our last segment, Shelf Stacker Box. And since I'm already talking... I'll go first. (laughs) I'm going to put this in the box. I had fun, but I never need to play the first game again in my life. Never. I had a good time, eh, sort of. It hit the dopamine hit, but it overstayed its welcome and it just became a chore. But I like chores, apparently. I I know this in games. Like, I, I can do things like that as long as I'm getting that dopamine hit of getting boxes checked off. But a lot of it was also just get make the game easier. I had fun, but I'm good. I never I'll never play it again. What about you, Nate? Yeah, this one I think is going to go in the box for me, too. Last year, I probably would have put it on the stack, but replaying it, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch that, you know, I'm glad it exists and it paved the way for really fun games. But this one is like if you don't really need to play it to get into the series, you can start with two and get caught up on pretty much everything that happened in one. That's cool. I can find out who the Cortana face is that I'll completely forget about by the time I play two completely forget it happened all right what about you cody i have to say i will box it as well it's very similar i probably would never i probably wouldn't have played it again if it wasn't for the show uh, <laughs> but i i just can't go back to it i i'll probably finish it because i'm i'm so close to the end but i i will probably not go back to it ever again okay that's fair and since i forgot to tell you casey uh shelf being something you really like stack being something you like but not as much and box being the bottom for, okay for a person something you disliked or I mean you however you want to word it to whatever you feel. And what about you, Casey? So I think I'm gonna go a little I think I'm gonna shelve it for two reasons. One, I literally have it on a shelf behind me. Um it's on my <laughs> game shelf right now. But also I really liked going back to this. I actually was messing around with a save I think last year. The PS4 version of the game was on really good sale or whatever and I just grabbed it. I still like this game a lot. Like I just Borderlands is just a thing like really clicks for me. I just like that progressive like get your character better, get a cool new gun that just like makes the fights feel way different. No, I really like this game. I had a lot of fun going back to it. I'm probably going to go play more of it with the DLC and stuff. All right. No, I'm glad. I mean, it's good. I'm I'm glad that somebody, you know, like I give I I can see that it's hard to go back to it. Like I still want to play 2. I still want to play pre-sequel, you know, someday I'm more interested in that than 3. But special is pre sequel is came out after two, right? Yeah. But yeah. takes place in between one and two. Yeah. Yes. 
I've never hear people talk about pre-sequel. Like, never. It's fine. So, yeah, it's yeah, good. I think it's, it it's more got, two. Yeah, okay. it's definitely, it feels like a really big expansion to two. Yeah. Or something. Okay. That's um, fine. I'll, I think it kind of got swallowed I'll up because I think it came out, like, within the same month of Destiny. So, like. I, oh. Yeah, and it was only on PS3 and 360. That's right. It was last gen only. Yeah. And we then were they, well into PS4 stuff. Yeah, and then that they ported sense. it to PS4 with two, which thank God because I never would have played it <laughs> on PS3. <laughs> it's yeah. in the collections that I have. That's all I have it. Like I bought a few different Borderlands collections for PS4 and Xbox One over the year because I kept meaning to get to these, and they were in that. But I, I will just... also say that uh, the Tales from the Borderlands I have played. I played the original one. I haven't yeah. played the new ones, but the intro song for that is also kick-ass. It is. Uh, my silver lining by first aid kit they're like a swedish band i think and they're they're pretty rad so i would i would recommend it borderlands kind of always kills it with the intro songs i think they always like i think everyone has been pretty good i still think kate elephant's my favorite but i'm gonna look at that up again and watch that video because i i saw but i wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to it because i was just getting ready to play the game and but now i'm more curious yeah i think that's it that's everything i think i need to say uh, so I will introduce what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, next week, you can hear us talk about Mega Man X5. I mean, slowly going through the X series. Well, not that slowly, but going through the Mega Man series and X series. I'm getting there. From what I've heard, I'm getting to the bad ones now. X5, X6, X7. I've heard nothing but trash about those games. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned for that next month and or not, not next week. And Cody, where can people find you at? Uh, you could find me on all the places that matter, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff as at not Cody Smith, N-O-T-K-O-D-Y-S-M-I-T-H. And Nate, where can people find you at if they want to find if you want them to find you? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Twitter that I don't use and oh, yeah. looked at in months if you want to go there. <laughs> okay but he's in the discord so join the discord i'm, I'm in the game if you note. want to talk to me and tell me how wrong and dumb i am about a lot of stuff which i often am uh find me in the games my mom found discord and casey did you have anything to plug um i'm on twitter uh oobly doobly one o-o-b-l-e-e-d-o-o-b-l-e-e one on twitter i okay. post about games a lot sometimes i do some writing and i'll share links on there okay cool You'll see links in that to the show notes for his Twitter. And if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon polls. The one for this month is uh, Marvel movies that Mike has never seen. It's either Daredevil, Elektra, Hulk 2003, Punisher Warzone, or Fantastic Four 2016, I think it is. So you get to choose which one we're going to cover next month. Now, so. I, I want to ask, is that Daredevil, like Ben Affleck, Daredevil? Ben Affleck, comma? Daredevil, yeah. Okay, so it's like Daredevil, and then another choice is the Elektra movie that came out from yes. that era. Uh, have fun with that. <laughs> I don't. It's not gonna win, so it's okay. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I was like, this this won't win, right? I don't want to watch this movie, especially now that I've never seen Daredevil. But no, it's not winning. So yeah, you can stay tuned. For, you can you can vote for that little dollar. You see a Patreon. You'll see a link in the show notes, and you support the show. So if you enjoy us, go help us that way. If you also want to support the show, please follow us Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Subscribe to us. Rate us on Spotify or however you get your podcast. It helps a lot to rate. So please feel free to do it. You can rate us on almost everything. Five stars. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. And want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. Started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out, too. He does a much more 
refined podcast compared to what I do, but very good show. I definitely go and help them check them out and support them. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Woo. Bye. Bye.